0: Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Luke chapter 12, verse 49. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to preach this morning in this place. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me afresh. Let me preach good. Let the people be encouraged today, Father. Let the people leave full of hope and faith. Let us leave changed this morning, Father, from this place, God. Father, let us leave, God, just not that we went and knocked out of service, but, Father, that something was changed on the inside of us, God. Father, that we would be able to look back to this day and say, at that moment in time in history, my life was forever changed. There was something that began in me And so, Lord, I just thank you for the call of God upon our lives, the destiny over this house and over us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Luke chapter 12, uh, verse 49, Jesus said, I came to send fire on earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Let me read it right here. I got a different translation. So um, I want to read it right here out of the uh, Passion translation. It says, I'm reading the same verses if you want to follow with me. Verse 49, I've came to set the earth on fire. And how long for every heart to be ablaze with this fiery passion for God. But first I must be immersed into the baptism of God's judgment. I am consumed with passion as I await its fulfillment. Don't think for a moment that I came to grant peace and harmony to everyone. No, for my coming will change everything and create hostility among you. Look at this. From now on, even family members will be divided over me and will choose sides against one another fathers will be split off against sons and sons against fathers mothers will be against daughters and daughters against mothers mother-in-laws will be against brides and brides against the mother-in-laws all because of me uh as we left on thursday we had a meeting here on thursday and we left and we're on the way home and i was uh I was driving down the road, and I was by myself, and I felt like the Lord um, just, just dropped something in my heart right when, I, uh, left the, uh, right when I left the property. How many members, and I was going to show you the clip, but I, I just want to tell it to you other than show it, you know, because um, the clip's uh, very anointed. I believe that God, when the church won't prophesy, God will use Hollywood to speak to us. He'll use Hollywood to prophesy. I mean, God's... Listen, the church the church, don't have believe in the supernatural. You know, down here in the south where we're at. But the church hasn't preached the supernatural in a while. So therefore, Harry Potter had to come on the scene. That's right. Harry Potter's not... There's nothing supernatural about Harry Potter, but there is something supernatural about the God we serve. Come on now. Amen. and um, And so... That you know, so God speaks to these things. Well, anyhow, um, you know how many members have seen the movie Secretary? Member, member, Secretary at the Racehorse. And so, at, as we were leaving, and I, I love that movie, and I love that final scene, and I do believe that's a prophetic picture of the church that's going to make tremendous ground, right, and and, and going just bl- just going to blow it out before we leave the earth. Um, if you have an eschatology, that means study of end times. I believe everything's getting worse. I don't agree with that. Uh, I I don't believe it's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that the, uh, you know, somebody says, well, have you ever read uh, uh, Matthew 24? I'll say, have you ever read Isaiah chapter 2? You know, the Bible says that all nations will, uh, I mean, just come on this highway of holiness. And so I just believe from a standpoint that the great God has saved the best for last, right? You and I are living in the greatest days of the church, I'm telling you. The greatest days. I'm not saying that they won't be darkness. I'm not saying there won't be ro- wars and rumors of wars and all of that. But we know this: that the Bible says, "Arise and shine, for your light has come." Gross darkness may cover the earth, but arise and shine. That's what the light. That's what the church is here for. Uh, uh, we're we're here in this community and the other churches in this community. We're beacons of light in this community that the hurting can come in and find real answers to real life problems. Right? We're not a people that are that escape problems. All of us in here have real problems, but we find a real solution in Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Uh, and so in the movie Secretariat, what I felt like that the Lord was speaking, I just saw that movie scene uh, enter into my spirit, and, and and I just saw that last race. And you remember in the movie that um, uh, the Secretariat, one of the things that they were worried is that he didn't have the stamina to run the race at Belmont. He was quick out of the gate, but he was, he, he, they just didn't think he had the stamina. And so the horse that was picked to win the race was Sham, and, and the owner of that horse wanted to push Secretariat, um, um, you know, to go ahead and push him hard out of the gate so that when the last leg of the race come in, he would not have the stamina to finish the race. And if you watch the clip, you remember that Secretary and Sham came out, and Sham was pushing it, and the and the commentator said that Secretary unwilling to yield is what it says. Said he, uh, if, if you watch the clip, it says he's unwilling to yield, and said Sham pushes Secretary even farther, and Secretary is unwilling to yield, and then it shows the crowd and whatever. and people says this is a catastrophe. This you know no horse can stand this. You know what I'm saying, and then the lady which is um, uh, playing uh, her. her character is Penny in the movie she yells out from the stands and says let him run Ronnie and I felt like the Lord just told me uh, just this was the Holy Spirit says I'm looking for a place that will allow me to run he's looking for a people that will just allow him to to run and I don't know what all that looks like, but I know you know on Sunday morning you shouldn't. Most people say on Sunday morning we should just come in here and have a pretty service, if you will. Keep everything contained. Nobody laying in the floor. No one speaking tongues. You know, because we are concerned about what people comes in. Listen, I'm here to tell you this that that has never changed my life, friend. What changed my life was I had a real encounter with Jesus Christ. Are you with me? I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, which is the person of God on the earth. There's no Sunday school lesson that's going to change your life. Amen. Hello. So we need the power of God. And God's looking for a place to run. He's looking for a place to, 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 just, to just be let loose. What does that look like? I don't know. So I said, God, I, I want you to be able to be let loose. I do know this. The Bible says where the oxen in the stalls are going to be messed. A lot of churches are not willing to deal with the mess so that they don't want the ox in the stall. But the only way that we're going to get changed is to have the ox in the stall. Can I get a witness in here? The only way someone's going to get healed is that the Holy Ghost is in this room. Come on now. The only way someone's going to get saved is that the Spirit of God is in this room. The only way somebody's going to get set free is the Spirit of God is in this room. The only way our teenagers are not going to cave in to premarital sex is they got a relationship with the Spirit of the living God. Come on somebody the only way our teenagers are not going to cave into peer pressure to drugs and the alcohol is that they have a living relationship with the spirit of God the only way my marriage is going to make it is I have a real relationship with the spirit of God hello I came to talk about the Holy Ghost God the Father is God for us Jesus Emmanuel is God with us. The Holy Spirit is God in us. He's not an it. He's not feelings. He's not goosebumps. He's not, he is a real person. He is the Godhead on the earth inside of you. If you believe that, no problem could stand before you. Greater is in us than what lies before us or what lies right at us. The problem that we have is easy fixed through the Holy Spirit. Now there's one thing that I know about the Holy Spirit. A lot of times it seems like he leaves us on the track to the final whistle. God a lot of times don't come through when you see the train round the corner down there. We always God we want to see you. Well the three Hebrew boys wanted to see God too. The only way they saw him is when they was in the middle of the fire. He wasn't revealed till they was cast into the fire. And let's look at this. If you, if you haven't been here in a while, I'm subject to holler. You' already seen that. All right, let's go to Luke chapter 24. I want to read a verse of scripture here. Jesus is about to leave the earth. In this text that we're about to read, he's leaving the earth. He's leaving his disciples, so he's about to drop them with a very important deal. Did we come back on? We're not on yet. We got any juice up there? I'm just, I'm just curious to see if we did. I don't, I don't know. Um, be checking that. Be checking that. Yeah, we got some power. Glory to God. Powers in the house. Powers in the house. Luke chapter 24. Jesus leaving the earth. Jesus leaving the earth. He's communicating to his disciples. Listen. <clears throat> how many knows that Jesus said in John 14 12, the works that you see me do, greater are you gonna do? How many knows that's in the Bible right there now? The works you see me do, greater are you gonna do. Now, if Jesus Christ did the works he did as God, there's no way he could communicate that statement to me. But if he did that as a man, anointed by God, he has a right to command me to get it the right place that he was at with God. Until I begin to see that happening in my life. Come on now. The Bible says in Acts 10:38 how Jesus how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth how he what anointed him Christos smeared him with the presence who went about doing good healing all that was sick and oppressed of the devil. Jesus didn't just come to save us, he came to destroy the works of the devil. And so he's about to leave the earth and he said and he's looking to his disciples and he says I want you to get into Jerusalem. I want you to get into Jerusalem and I want you to get to a place and I want you to get in that place of prayer and I want you to tarry. You tarry in that place until the promise of my Father comes. Because I, you remember I told you, you thought it was a bad thing that I went to the cross. But I told you, I must I must fulfill all the things of the law and the prophets and in the book of Psalms. Is that not what he said? And he said, it's to your advantage that I go away. How would it be to my advantage that he leave? That, that he would leave? But he said, if I leave, I will not leave you alone. Am I in the book? Come on, somebody. But I will send a comforter with you. I'm going to send a companion. Listen to me, single mom. You don't live alone. Come on, somebody. Listen to me, teenager. You're never alone. Come on. trying to help somebody up in this house well i don't have nobody i came to tell you you got somebody you got a friend that's sticking closer than a brother come on somebody you got somebody you can call in the midnight hour when everybody else is laying in the bed asleep you got a main line to heaven and you can communicate with your elder brother and the holy ghost will take care of you he said i want you to tarry get in that place We know that everything that Jesus said and did is not written in the books because John said the books could not of the world could not contain everything he did. So we got a microscopic piece of of literature that we can look at from three and a half years of ministry. I believe he was saying like this guys you remember when we went to the city of nain and the woman had her son and she had him in a casket and we were walking through that city and you remember when god the father stopped me and i spoke and i turned around and told that child to arise you know how i did it i didn't do it through me i didn't do it through my goodness i didn't do it through the bible knowledge i had i did it through the holy ghost I believe he said, Guys, you remember when we went to Jairus' house and they were all wailing and weeping and we threw them out and we called on God and we seen the resurrection of Jairus' daughter. You know what that was? That was the Holy Ghost. Guys, you remember when we showed up to Mary and Martha's house and their brother was four days dead laying in a tomb and you remember how I stood outside the tomb and told them to move the stone and they was worried about the stench of death but I told her I am the resurrection and the life. That was the Holy Ghost that went down in that tomb and brought him up and I need you to get it, Jerusalem until something comes on your life. Listen to me. The church has tried it through programs. We've tried it through everything. We've tried to have revival through programs. We've tried it through good singing. But one thing we have not tried is laying on our face till He comes, the Holy Ghost. He's what makes the difference, friend. The Bible says in Isaiah ten twenty seven, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. If we need anything in America today, we need a fresh anointing from on high. If we need anything in the church in America, it's the Holy Spirit that needs to be able to run wild in the church they they go to Jerusalem they get in this upper room we know that over 500 heard and saw Jesus resurrected right ain't got time to turn all these scriptures we got a long ways to go in 50 minutes okay so over 500 seen By the time the promise comes, there's 120 left in that upper room. I believe it started out far more than 120. That's me personally. But you got to be in there 10 days. Most people give up on day five. Come on. We give up on day six, day seven. Somewhere in the middle of this prayer meeting, they get wisdom and realize God ain't going to show up on our, he's not going to show up on our out of order. We got 11. Remember, Judas went and hung himself. We got to have 12. There's got to be 12 because 12 is the number of government, it is the number of the apostolic. And God said we got to lay everything right. You remember when Elijah was on Mount Carmel, he took 12 stones for the number of tribes, right? And he built the altar. And he didn't just get up there and call fire down from heaven, there was some preparation that went into that. God said, I'm looking for people that'll let me run. I'm looking for a house that'll let me run. I'm li- God is unlisten to me. This is what I feel like. He- I am unwilling to yield to your man-made tradition. I'm unwilling to yield to your programs. I'm unwilling to yield to your good music. I don't care what you think is proper. I don't care what you think is right. I'm unwilling to yield to that. I want to be out front. Let me run loose in that place. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Man, they so much I want to talk right there. Well, we 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 want zoo life. We don't want the wild habitat. The wild habitat, people gets eaten. Wild habitat, the lion you got there rubbing your hand through his beard, he'll eat you. The zoo, you don't do that. Deer come eat seeds out of your hand. You won't never see that happen in the wildlife. If that was the case, we'd kill thirty a year. Come on now, back with little seeds. Come on, I'd just jug them with a knife. You wouldn't even have to go buy bullets. they're tarrying there can't be 11 of us there's got to be 12 so here's how we do it guys who's been with us since the beginning not the ones that got on board at the last hour who's been with us to the beginning These two guys been with them since the beginning they cast lots and the lots fell they didn't take up a vote this wasn't 120 the 11 is the one that cast the lots come on now the 11 apostles are the ones that cast lots the lot fell to Matthias Matthias was chosen now we're moving into Acts chapter 2 and the Bible says and when the And when the day of Pentecost, Pentecost is 50. That means 50 days after Passover is another feast. The feast of Pentecost, 50 days after Passover, when that day had fully come, they were all in the upper room. Acts chapter 2, right? Verse 1 through 4. Every Pentecostal should know this. And there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. There was no wind, but it sounded like a wind. It sounded like a tornado coming through the room of that place. And the Bible says there was cloven tongues like as a fire that set upon each of them. And they all began to speak with tongues, in other tongues, as the Spirit of God gave the others. There was just total domination of the presence of God in that room. Come on now. Spirit of God just arrested them. Later on down, if you look on in through Acts chapter 2, the Bible says three things that happened because of that meeting. Number one, it was 9 o'clock in the morning when, when the Spirit of God showed up. The men appeared drunken. Peter stood up and explained why they were not drunk seeing it's at 9 o'clock hour. But he said, this is which was spoken by the prophet Joel in Joel 2.28. It's also in Acts 2.17. He said that in the last days God saith, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Did you hear me, church? That is not just Pentecostals. That is Baptists. That is Methodists. That is Catholic. Catholics, that is Mormons. God said, I'm pouring my spirit out on all flesh. That's in the gay clubs, the night clubs. I know you don't want to hear. God said, I'm pouring my spirit out upon all flesh. Come on now. I know this this is happening right now. I know two boys. I know a boy right now that's preaching the gospel. How he got saved, him and another guy was cutting cocaine on a mirror. And the Spirit of God failed and told him, said, You're not living in my will for your life. Tell me, God is pouring his spirit out on all flesh. He's given everybody a chance to come into this thing. Hello. The church is the one. We can't believe God will do that. We think we gotta have the worship. We think we gotta be in the church house for God to show up. God will show up at Walmart. see I don't know if God will do that let me tell you something God went down a lonely street on the road to Damascus on a man that was on a horse headed back with Stephen clothes still draped across the horse where he had him stoned am I in the book come on somebody Acts chapter 9 and God knocked him clean off of that horse he said buddy listen here you're not doing the will you're not not doing the will that I've called you to do rested that apostle right there cutting cocaine on a mirror God showed up he flipped that mirror in the floor, told the guy he was with, he said, man, I'm, He said, hey, my daddy's praying or something ain't right. He said, I'm giving my life to God right now. I'm through with this mess right here today. God said, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, God said he's coming to pour his spirit out. This is what's going on. The Holy Ghost is showing up. Listen to me. The Bible says that somewhere there were amazed. There's three things that will happen guaranteed when God shows up at a place. People will be amazed. People will be perplexed. And others will mock it. Well, preacher, you don't have to do that. Why you got to sing for one hour? Why you got to sing for 30 minutes? This is what I heard the whole time we were in. Why do you got to sing for one hour? And my answer would always be this. I can show you 10 other churches in this community that will sing for 20 minutes. Maybe that will fit for you. But I refuse to conform to what you want. Come on, somebody. I've got to run the lane that God called me into. Hello. Hello. God has never intended this church to have 30-minute worship and a patty cake message. God called us to invade the heavens. Come on, somebody. Bring the kingdom to this region and let the Holy Ghost have his way. We're called to prophesy, cast out devils, heal the sick. Come on, somebody. And raise the dead. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. I feel something from another world invading this place today. My God, I feel you, Jesus. We well, ain't no patty cake. See, I ain't never seen a man holler like that. Don't judge me yet. Let me get through. Some will be amazed. Some will say this is what we prayed for our whole lives. I have contended for this my whole life. Some will be perplexed. That day they'll be like, I don't know what that is. Some some in here this morning said, I've never seen a fat man holler like that. His face blood red and he's screaming like that. Perplexed. The first time I ever went to a service where there was more God, I was perplexed. I didn't understand it. But I had enough of, of God to know this. I said, God, I want all you have for my life. If my all of my family, listen, no, I love it. I preached in every denomination. I have tons of respect for the Baptist church. Everyone in my family are Baptists. My sister says she was Baptist before she got saved. But that is not the lane God called me to run. And I remember standing in that church as an 18 year old boy in 1998 and I was standing back there and the power of God was moving in that room I didn't understand it I'd never seen nobody fall out in my church I did when I was a little boy but not, not in the recent years of the church I was in the height of it is people would cry and people would hug I did not see people fall out the first time I mean I was scared I'm like man why is this dude knocking people down that's my thought and I said you know I've I'm, I'm am always, always been a big boy I said he comes knock me down I mean, I'm fitting a dusty road, You know what I'm saying? I mean, it ain't gonna happen. But I remember this. I was standing at the back, and I was perplexed. I didn't understand what was going on. God, there at the front was, I mean, they were just people doing all kinds of stuff. People in the floor shaking. Remember when that happened in Brownsville, 1995? The church was upset that people were laying in the floor shaking. They were not saying nothing about that kids were getting off of crack cocaine. They weren't saying about the people that kids that were in homosexuality that was leaving that lifestyle, giving their life to God. The church always wants to mock God when He shows up, when He shows up in a different form. But I can tell you this, God will never come the same way twice. Hello? He's not coming the same way twice, because He will never allow us to put Him in a box or conform Him to what we think He is. Most people serve a God that looks like them. My God doesn't look like me. His ways are higher than me. Come on, someone! I can't even understand him. The more I read about him, the more I worship him, it's the more mystery that I don't even understand who he is. But one thing I know for sure, he is God Almighty, and he holds everything in the span of his hand. And whatever comes in my lane, he's got me covered, friend. Amen. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to understand. I will never understand it. Listen, and when I see him face to face, probably all my questions will be answered when I gaze upon his face. I was perplexed, but I said, God, I want everything you got for my life. I know this, that I'm desperate for you. I know this, I've been in the world I've drank everything there is to drink. I've smoked what there is to smoke and it always leaves me empty, God. I'm ready for something else in my life. I'm hungry, I'm desperate and the Lord spoke back, if you want me, come get me. Listen, you cannot wait for God to bring it by your house, friend. You gotta get up and position yourself to get it the woman with the issue of blood sat down and thought within herself if I can but touch the hem of our garment his garment I know I'll be made well the next thing she did is she put herself in a position to touch the hem of his garment I'm not waiting on God to bring it to the Bagley's house we're paddling the surfboard out there saying God when it comes we position positioned ourselves we've made ourselves ready now send the flood the others are mocking that ain't God that ain't God. God would never send laughter. Shows up in Toronto. The church is laughing. You know what the church was used to? Prozac. We depressed. We had to have pills to put us down at night, pills to pick us up in the morning. We good with that. It's amazing how the church at Gadara in Mark chapter 5, they were fine with a man that was stripping, living in the graveyard. Come on, am I in the book? He was stripping, living in the graveyard, long before Ray Stevens ever wrote the song, The Street. They were comfortable with him doing that. But when Jesus shows up and sets him free, now he's clothed in his right mind. They can't handle that. This shows us how far we can get off. I said, God, I want it. I said, I want it. I said, I want want you. That's what I told the Lord. I said, I want everything you have for me, I want you. If that looks like falling down in the floor, that's what I want. Well, I went down there and I got me a drink. Hello. I got me a drink. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, the manifestation looked like drunkenness. You ever seen drunk people? Come on. Am I the only one that's ever been in the club? You ever seen drunk people? Drunk people don't give a rip, son. You ever been intoxicated? Am I the only one in the room. You don't give a rip what somebody's thinking. Why? Cause you're intoxicated. You know what's wrong with us? We're not intoxicated. That's why we still care. That's why you can't lay down in the floor. We're never gonna get His deity till we lose our dignity. Hello. We're not drunk enough. You can't give because you're not drunk enough. A drunk man to give you his last dollar. You know why I've been there? Man, I got $20 left. We had a neighbor. Na- I'll probably break the CD. I had a neighbor. I had a neighbor to come to my house one night. His name was Ernie. He used to help me around my house and stuff, but he, 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 he just drank bad. He come down to crying to my house. He come down to crying, told me he's gonna be in church the next morning. I knew he wasn't going to church. But he come down to my house one night, and he said, "Johnny, I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna tell you no lie. He said I'm two thirds drunk, but I just need ten dollars, and then I'll be the whole third drunk." <laughs> Catherine said, "What are you gonna do?" I said, "I'm gonna give him ten dollars." And I walked down. And the time I walked down, gave him the ten dollars, he start crying. I'm going to church in the morning. I'm tired of this. I said, you know what? Listen here. I said, I said the Lord can set you free right now. He said, I'm going to let him do it in the morning. A drunk man don't care. Hello? A drunk man don't care. I can tell you, you can't hurt a drunk man. The reason why we get offended in the house of God because we're not drunk enough. A drunk man again in the fight and he's still standing in the club. Hello! Gosh. I remember in 2005, I went to see Todd Bentley in Birmingham, Alabama. And one thing he said is the church has got to learn how to drink. Let me tell you something. We've got to learn how to drink the new wine of heaven and we need to get full of it and we need to run outside the walls of this house intoxicated and spill it over on somebody. So... So they'll be amazed, perplexed. Others will mock it. That's not God. That's not God because, because we know what God looks like. We, we, know what, we know how God moves. Oh, do you? We, we, we know how God has always moved at our church. If God's still moving at your church the same way He did 20 years ago, God's done left your church. Hello. Hello. God is a river. Ezekiel saw a river. He didn't see a pond. He didn't see a lake. He saw a river. And a river is constantly moving. We live by the mighty Ottoman hall. It doesn't look nothing like the little river that you have here. The little, the little river looks like a slough off the Ottawa Hall. But you know what we have now? We have we put in parts called the Old River. Why is it called Old River? Because the new river, because the river got so full, it created new tributaries and new new trenches. So listen here, our job as leadership is just to create some buoys out here, some landmines if you will. Come on somebody, they're on the back of your literature that you can get off the back table. That's my landmarks. When one of those goes under, I know we got out the wrong river. Are you with me? But the rest is to just let God go. Just let Him do what He wants to do. If God wants to heal, let's have a healing service. Come on, somebody. If God wants to have a teaching service, let's have a teaching service. But whatever, let's let God be God and have His way. We're here to follow Him. He's not here to follow us. Hello! Gosh, I can't. Man, I'm not even in the... I ain't even on point number two. Just stay with us. I'm just as hungry as you are. So you know what that's good when a fat man gets hungry you know he's in the short rows look at your neighbor and say he's in the short rows I didn't pack no snicker so I'm going to have to go eat Acts chapter 3 they're trying out this stuff they just had an encounter with God they got cloven tongues like as a fire that set upon each of them they ready to get out and do the stuff There's a man at the gate called Beautiful, laying there begging of alms. Peter, James, John fasten their eyes on him. Says, silver and gold have we none. But such as we do have, rise up and walk. Don't say that you don't have nothing. If God's on the inside of you got everything you need. Hello. Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come in a greater way right now, Father, in this room. In this room, manifest yourself upon this people right now. Look, God, let today be Cornelius' house. As the word was being preached, the Spirit of God fell upon them. The, the lame man gets up. So much to this. He goes walking, leaping, and praising God. God healed the whole man. He healed his physical need. He healed his spiritual need. And he healed his emotional need. Joy got back into his life. Come on, somebody. You don't have to live with depression. We can live joyful. Happiness is what's happening around me but there can be total destruction around me and yet joy be on the inside of me. Well you would think that the church the Pharisees and Sadducees the preachers they was going to be excited we got a healing that just happened where they were ticked off. Had them arrested and taken in. And the Bible says that they they warned them tried to scare the daylight out of them. Now think about this. You just left a great prayer meeting at Cornerstone, went down to Sisters to eat your chicken on Sunday. You got a cripple out of a wheelchair and now the church is upset and they threaten to beat the life out of you. Notice what they do. They gather at a pra- place of prayer and they said, Father, you know what just happened if you, you literally, this is a couple of chapters but this is a couple of years. Come on somebody. From Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, breaking bread from house to house, and God added to the church daily as should be saved. That when it gets to Acts chapter 41, when it goes into verse 42, that's about two years. Come on. Y'all looking at me like, come on, just read. We got to read the Bible. It makes, it makes these meetings go quickly. So they get in the place of prayer, and this is what they do, Junior. They said, Lord, you know, we got persecuted. They didn't like our worship. They didn't like our preaching. And they sure didn't like it when we snatch that man out of the wheelchair. Should we give up? Peter looked and said, Father, I pray this. You remember a couple of years ago when we were gathered in the upper room. They something came upon my life to change my life that day because before then I didn't have the faith I didn't have the boldness to stand in front of a teenage girl and confess you as Lord in, in and around a fire drum but after that day something happened when they mocked us in that room boldness arose up on the inside of me and I stood up and said hey we're not drunk as you're thinking about but this is spoke, which was spoken by the prophet Joel and father I pray today that you would come on us again in a greater way granting us boldness that would signs and wonders we may, we may stretch out your hand to heal and the Bible says the place was shaken when they were assembled I love Leonard Ravenhill in his great classic Why Revival Terries. he said when they prayed the place was shaken but when we play the place is taken I'm almost done because I can't even get I can't even I can't even get to where. Just listen, we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere real quick, okay? Put your seatbelt on, cause I'm fitting to increase the throttle on this plane. In Acts nineteen, Paul shows up. Let's go. On with Acts nineteen? Paul shows up at Ephesus. When Paul gets there to Ephesus, he asks this question to the church at Ephesus. He said, "Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed?" Notice what Paul did not ask: Have you been plugged into a church since you believed? Have you read the Bible since you believed? I want to say this to you. I love the Word of God. You can listen to me preach and know that I read the Bible. But how in the world are we going to elevate a book that that they did not have above the Spirit of God which they did have? I'll say it again. How are we in American church going to elevate a book that they did not have above the Spirit of God which they did have? That book was written meaning this is supposed to be in the setting of the Holy Spirit. This was written to believe that Mary Hill would have a relationship with the Spirit of the living God and you would open this book and this book would come alive to the person that is filled with the Spirit you take it out of that context it becomes letter that kills see I'm preaching the word but what's making the word jump off and alive in this room is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that is hovering over every person it is a living book according to Hebrews 4.12 it's alive living it's a two edged sword it heals and cuts come on somebody it divides soul joint and marrow and spirit What's making it alive in this room right now is the Holy Ghost moving, moving. Paul said, have you received? Have you received the Holy Spirit after you believed? That is the most important question today in this room. The most important is, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? If you have, the next most important question is, have ye received the Holy Spirit? I'm done right here my Baptist people said hey we got it when we got saved did we why does Paul go on in that chapter in Acts 19 and they took to him and said no we have only been baptized into John's baptism since we believed hello the spirit of Christ does come in your heart when you get saved but there is another journey Calls the, called the immersion hello it comes from the ancient Latin word from pickling how do you pickle a cucumber you drop it in the juice till it changes help me right now man I, I want to run my job according to John chapter 15 He is the vine I am the branch I'm to live and position my life To just draw the sap Drink it up my God give it to me I mean pour it on me Let me soak it up Let me, I mean just pour it on my life God Why so when I get out the walls of this church This is where it starts becoming active We just exercising in here today We having a good time Tomorrow the real world's going to get here I'm Going to a little league game We'll see how much we got soaked up. We're going to see how much we got soaked up when Carter says, can you pull out there for 10 minutes and sit in the sunlight? Hello? We're going to see how much we got soaked up when we go to the doctor and they give us a report that don't look good. Hello? Are we still in faith or do we move in fear? How much do we got soaked up? the children of Israel in the Old Testament the Old Testament is a foreshadowing it is, fore, it is foreshadowing what is to come in the New Testament the first baptism they go through is the baptism of Moses into the Red Sea but the next place they come to is a flooding river and after they, listen this after they cross Moses' baptism man manna's falling every day all they got to do is go collect it but after they crossed the Jordan, the place of death, come on now, the flooding river, after they placed that, manna don't fall no more. Now God's given you an authority to do something about it. Gosh, we ain't got time to lay all this out. See, we got to quit crying. God, why is this happening in my house? Catherine gave the call. Dad, why don't you stand up and do something about your house? Hello. I said, Dad, why don't you stand up and do something about that house? Why don't you call them children into order? Come on, somebody. Why don't you, while they sleep and go back and prophesy over their life and say, I refuse for you to be a drug addict? I refuse for you to walk less than the call of God. I release heaven in this room. I release the dreams of God in this room. Come on, somebody. Have you received? No, I just got I just got the relationship that grandma had. And if good enough for granny, it's good enough for me. Listen, what was good enough for granny will not work for me. Why? Because granny ain't fighting the devil I'm fighting. What granny had, granny had to worry about if, if, if somebody was going to cave in and go by porn down at the, at the Lucky Seven. Come on, somebody. Now we got it at our fingertips. Come on. It's a whole different devil. I graduated in 1997. I didn't know nobody taking no pain pills in 1997. I seen one person. And it looked like he was climb, trying to climb stairs going down the hallway. I mean, going down the, the, the hallway at school. It looked like he trying to climb a flight of stairs. I said, that looks ridiculous. I'll never do nothing like that. How many of you graduated in the 80s, you were scared to death of drugs? Raise your hands. Lord, y'all some wicked people over here. Not too many people scared all. i <laughs> now what was uncommon has now made common the bible says what that they'll call evil good and good evil we're living in those days we, do you understand church do you agree with me we need something more than what we've got in the american church do you agree what see and what well, well we just want to be theological we just want to be theologically and smart i want to be theologically and smart i'm not telling you to be ignorant of the bible the Bible says we should all study to show ourselves approved that does not go for the preacher that goes for everybody in this room you ain't going to recognize you ain't going to recognize the fake because you ain't never studied the authentic I can tell you right now when I'm in the presence of Christianese or if I'm in somebody that's got a real relationship because I'm going to feel the presence of my father showing up between us when we start talking but if we communicate and they talk in Christianese and God never shows up listen that ain't God hello Tell you this. It's a real story that happened in my life. You can go home and Google this. Pretty sure you can probably still find it on the internet. Lumber City, Georgia. Before I met Catherine Shot, I had to have been around 20 years old. It's three boys. Donna's grandson, I know, she can verify this. See if I'm telling you a lie. Dawson's buddy Jeffrey. Remember, he's come here a couple of times. He was one of the guys in the truck with me that night another guy's name is Calvin we went to Lumber City, Georgia because they said in Lumber City, Georgia that the face of Jesus was on the side of this house Jesus' face on the side of the house so we get there that night <clears throat> cars way down the street and there's this line they they had like uh, <clears throat> Savannah's got a news station called WTOC they were out there and just, people want to sign in to say where we was at, where we're from. Those from some people all over the state, even out of state had come to see Jesus on this house. So, we don't uh, get Catherine to hold it, but she's drunk. But, um, <laughs> anyhow, she got go up there and we signed the thing and said where we was at. we got go up there and I remember walking up there off in the distance you know about 100 yards they had a bonfire going people standing out there with Budweiser cigarettes look there's Jesus on the wall first of all you ain't going to be standing out there like that when Jesus is on the wall so we go up there and I'm telling you this there it was perfect image there was no light on the house there was no light no no. No l- l- lights on the house or nothing like that. As far as a man-made light, there was a chinaberry tree that was out in the yard, and if you looked and if you looked at the side of the house, there was the crown of thorns. There was the face of Jesus and everything. I looked at it and got sick. Told the boys that was with me. I said, "Let's go, get in the truck." It's back when we was the real deal. I, had, I remember, I had Rod Parsley's uh, Dominion Camp Meeting worship CD on, throw it in the truck and I spoke in tongues all the way back to Nichols, Georgia. We got to a friend of ours house. We went in there. We took that Dominion Camp Meeting CD with us inside the house. We started playing it. We was praying and, and the Spirit of God, we spoke in tongues and interpreted the tongues and this is what He said. For you know me because you seek me. In that day they'll say, there I am, but there I will not be. For I said to you this night, curse that tree just as I cursed the fig tree. And watch it die. And Nichols, Georgia, three boys, join hands. We curse that trineberry tree to the very root. And I never heard of the face of Jesus showing back up on that house again. Hello. Let me tell you this When Jesus shows up He's not coming back Here's your good clue He's not coming back With the crown of thorns He's coming back As king of kings And lord of lords Hello somebody He's not riding On a donkey anymore He's riding On a white stallion With a tattoo On his thigh That says faithful And true Come on somebody He's not coming back As a lowly servant He's coming back As a risen king He's not a baby in a manger anymore, friend. Come on, somebody. He's done come as the Passover lamb. He's transitioned into the millennial tabernacle king. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Or do you got just a little devotion in the morning? I'm talking to you right now. I said, have ye received the Holy Spirit? Why are you saying this, preacher? Because the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be a witness. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, school teacher, this power will come on you and you'll be able to grab hold of your desk and you'll be able to teach in your classroom. I'm telling you, nurse, you'll be able to lay hands upon the sick when the doctor says there is no hope. You'll be able to look through that spirit of death and say you shall live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord. What are you saying? I'm saying we'll face new agers and we'll look them dead in the eye and we'll be able to represent the kingdom of God. Why? Because powers come upon us. Now some of you got it back in the 60's but it's been long gone. Why? Because we leak. We leak. We're vessels. Every let me tell you something everything in life every devil comes to attack every marital problem everything that we face comes to separate us from the vine. And the voice starts saying you know let it go. If God was for you why would you be in that mess? He's just trying to get you to come in agreement with his lies. That's why people said, you know, when you cast out a devil, don't fig- try to figure out the name of the devil. I ain't asking the devil his name. That's stupid. He's a liar anyhow. Why are you going to tell his name? I don't give a rip what his name is. I just tell him to come out in Jesus' name. I don't care if his name is Ronnie, Ricky, or Leonardo. It don't make no difference. Come out. We leak. God, would you come? Listen, this is what I felt like. This makes no sense. I mean, I, that's why I told Junior, I said I don't really got nothing to say. But, and I always try to be like Rod Parsons because Rod Parsons said I didn't come to I didn't come to say something. I come with something to say. Now, it's different, Herbie, when you coming to say something or you came with something to say. There's a model, there's a scripture in the book of Luke where it says that Jesus came and he gave this parable of the fig tree. And he said that there was a fig tree planted in his vineyard. Notice what it says. There was a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he says that the owner came demanding figs that was planted in his vineyard, but he found none on it. And he said, uproot this fig tree. Why does it waste the very ground it's in? But the owner of the vineyard said, not the owner, but the, but the worker of the vineyard said, sir, let it alone one more year. Remember he said, for three years I've been coming. For three years, man, I thought you would have it together by now and you ain't got it together. Come on, I'm talking to someone. Three years and you still struggling in your marriage. Yes, let it alone one more year. Let let me dig around it. Let, Let me dig around it. I came to tell somebody who's been having to dig in your own life to tell you this. Here's good news. I had a dream last night and in the dream, this is what was spoken to me in the dream. The water always goes to the low place first. The water always goes to the low place first. So if you've been digging, guess what? Rain's falling today and it's coming to your life. Here's another thing that's a call to this church that if you'll stay low, if you'll stay in humility, don't let pride come in that place. Water will always go to the low place. So what I'm telling you today, just to shore as I'm 200 and too much pounds in ball-headed country boy. God is here today to help you, friend. But this is what you got to do. You got to reach out by faith. Whatever your problem is, I don't care what it is. Listen, God knows what it is. It is between you and God, but I promise you, he's here today to help you. If you're in this house and you don't know Jesus Christ, listen to me. If Jesus Christ is not your personal savior, you are on your way to hell. But here is good news, friend. If you will call on the name of the Lord you shall be saved and your destination will be a divine 180 and you will be on your way to heaven it's in your court the Bible says call on the name of the Lord y'all ready we played this whole time the plays develop now it's time to push the ball through the goal line Now let's crank it up. I want you to stand up on your feet. I'm not going to beg you to come. I'm not going to plead with you to come. If you need help from God today in anything in your life, let me say this. If you need God to fill you today, come here, Mr. Tom Thomas right here. Mr. Tom's going to grab you and probably feel like he's going to pinch your head off. Don't worry about that. Listen, just trust God that he's going to do something in your life. Are you with me? We don't respond today. You can hang it up. Did you hear what I said? Don't fuss next week when you're in the middle of your problem and you had the opportunity to get it adjusted today. Whether you need healing, whether you need feeling, whether you need deliverance, whatever you need, God is in this house. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.